you shall not only do this which is done to the fig tree, but also if you shall say to this mountain, be thou removed and be not cast into the sea, what? It shall be done. It says, if you have faith and doubt not. Verse 22. And all things, whatsoever you shall ask in prayer, give me the next word. What did he say? What did he say? So if I pray without believing, there's no receiving. Because it is believing that puts receiving in motion. There can be no receiving without believing. The Bible says, as many as what received him. To them gave it power to become the sons of God, even as many who what believe on his name. Because they believed on his name, what happened? They received him. There can be no receiving in prayer without believing. Pray as long as you want. Cry as long as you want. There can be no receiving in prayer without believing. That's what Jesus says. Therefore I say unto you, what things soever you desire, when you pray, when you are praying, in that prayer, put faith inside. It says, believe you receive it, and you shall have it. God does not respond to needs. He responds to faith. You know, in my, when I just got saved, I just thought God did anything, anyhow, and as, anyhow, not so. Because there are people living on a bridge right now. And you're saying, oh, if God really cares about me, why am I here? You don't know that God has done everything necessary. If they only get to know the word of God, exercise their faith, they can receive. And their lives will get better. God doesn't respond to needs. He responds to faith. God doesn't respond to tears. He responds to faith. Somebody's crying somewhere right now, crying and crying and crying, and the person died. Crying, crying, and the child died. So, God, why did you let this happen? And God was so, God was yelling, if you only believed this child that raised up. Janaki's father-in-law was dying. In fact, he was in a coma. And Kanegan came there and said, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I command you to rise up. The man rose up. And the Lord said, this man is old enough to die. Let him die. Kanegan said, no, 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 no. This man cannot die. He said, why will he die? We have not prepared my wife for, for it. He said, Lord, you've got to give us two years. God said, okay, I give him extra two years. And the man lived for extra two years. Can you imagine that? He lived for extra two years. The man was in a coma. Somebody else came and said, in the name of Jesus, rise up! Because he had faith. He had faith in the name of Jesus. Now, whatever he asked God, God would do it. He said, rise up! The man rose up. God said, please, let the man die. No, he said, two years. Let me prepare my wife for the, before our father dies. Two years. I want the children, everybody to be prepared. I'll be telling them that they should get ready. Papa also go home. And Jesus said, okay. The father said, okay. And two years later, the man was going home. And the children gathered beside him. And they said, now, we're going to let you go. We released him. 
And we've been blaming God for what happens in our lives. Because God says in his word, he says, watch this, Mark, uh, Matthew 16 verse 18. He said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be what? Shall be bound in heaven. Sorry, it's verse 19. So shall be bound in heaven, because I will give unto you the keys of the kingdom. Now whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. See, God is waiting for us. He said, whatsoever you shall bind. The word bind there, it refers to when you say something is, um, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean tying. When you say something is legal and binding. Can you, you, can you relate to that? Okay. So, it says, whatsoever you, you bind on earth, whatever you declare unlawful and improper on earth, shall be declared unlawful and improper. You see, whatever God would do for you, you have a part to play. God told the children of Israel, he said, put the blood on the doorpost of your house. He says that the destroyer would not enter. So if they did not put the blood, the destroyer would have entered, yet they were children of Israel. So it's up to you. He says, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. In Matthew 18, verse 18, Jesus said it again. He said, whatsoever you shall bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. He said, whatsoever you shall loose on earth shall be what? Loosed in heaven. So your prosperity, you feel your prosperity is tied. What do you do? You lose it. How? With your words. You lose it. And what happened? It says it shall be loosed in heaven. Then verse 19 of Matthew 18 says, If any two of you shall agree as touching anything that he shall ask, what did he say? He says, It shall be done for them of my Father which is in so it shows us how to bind. It says, get somebody, agree with somebody. Now this thing shall be done for you. My father wishes in heaven. People are crying. People are weeping, saying, oh God, why are we going through this? Oh God, why? I remember one time my mother was sick and I, was, I went out to pray. She was taken to a Canadian hospital and I was praying um, somewhere around the area. Before they had a university. And while I was praying, I was like, Father, I was just saying, why? Just asking him, why would you allow this? Why? And he said, you guys always ask me, why, why, why? Why did you look into my word? And I wrote a song out of it. You ask me why, why, why? Why don't you look into my word? And that's, that's the way we do Why? Why don't you go into the word again? And find out the solution, the way out of this situation. And you pray. God wants you to have a better life. God wants you to have a better marriage. God wants you to have a better home. God wants you. You're more prosperous than you are right now. It is up to you. What will you believe? John 16 verse 23. I have two scriptures more to go. Close. John 16, verse 23. Are you there? I said, are you there? It says, and in that day, you shall ask me nothing. In other words, you will not pray to me. So we don't pray to Jesus, right? I said, right. Verily, very, I say unto you, whatsoever you shall ask the Father in my name, he will what? He will give it to you. Now, Jesus stands up our faith in prayer. It is whatsoever you shall ask the Father 
In my name, he will give you. That word is the Lord. He will give you. He will take pleasure in giving it to you. He will be delighted to give it to you. So now the God I'm talking to is delighted to answer my prayer. The Lord, the God I'm talking to takes pleasure in answering my prayer. So now my attitude to prayer is different because God is going to be excited to answer my prayer. Can I get amen? Verse 24. Hitherto, until now, you have asked nothing in my name. Ask and what? Ask and what? Ask and what? Ask and what? I don't think any of you have received. Will you answer? Ask and what? You've almost received. Ask and what? You shall receive. Jesus would pray on a positive note. He says, ask and you shall receive. But many are not receiving because they don't know that God is excited. He takes pleasure in answering their prayer. People don't know. They don't know that God wants to answer their prayer. God longs to answer their prayer. He takes pleasure. He delights in answering their prayer. He's excited to answer their prayer. They don't know. They don't know. And when they say, Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, He's ready. I pray concerning this. He's excited to bring it to pass. But because they don't know, they cannot believe they receive when they pray. They cannot believe they receive when they pray. So, their lives are empty of results. No answer prayer. They cannot point to, I pray concerning this. It happened. I pray concerning that. It happened. I pray concerning that. It happened. I pray concerning that. It happened. There was some who say, I prayed for a chair. I prayed for a car. God gave me a bicycle. I prayed for a table. God gave me a stool. I prayed for a chair. God gave me. Their prayer is opposite. It's not God answering those prayers. Because if God answers your prayer, he will give you what you ask for, and much more. Are you all there? I said, are you all there? He says, until now you've asked nothing in my name. Ask and you shall receive, and your joy may be full. One day the Lord spoke to me. He said, many of my children are depressed. He said, because they don't know how to receive in prayer. When you find a Christian who is depressed, he or she does not know how to receive it. Since they are depressed. They ask and you shall receive and your joy may be full. They are depressed. Their face, they are down. Their joy is not full. So as everything says, they manage. So we see. So it will get better. God is walking behind the scenes. I know. Because they don't know how to receive. Are you there? James chapter one. Are you there? Let me begin from verse 2 so you understand. 
My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. It's not very easy, am I right? When you are going to try us, I am rejoicing that trial has come. No, no. Hallelujah. Even the song, the original song that says, when trouble comes my way, people say, no, trouble. When success comes my way, when blessing, right? Uh-huh. Trouble. The trials will come. Right? Uh, trials will come. This is my brethren, counting all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Let me show you something, just in case you are unaware. That trials will come. First Peter chapter 5. We come there so that just in case you are going to trial, let it just comfort you. First Peter 5, are you there? I said, are you there? Let me begin from verse 6. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time. Now, this is very, this is one of the most comforting scriptures I discovered as a young minister. You know, you, you're studying, you're praying, you're not seeing the results, and you're wondering, oh God, when, oh God, when? Until one time the Lord made me know something. He said, the patient in spirit is better than the proud in spirit. Have you seen that in your Bible? And that follows where the Bible says, better is the end of a thing than the beginning thereof. So God was trying to let me know, son, these little beginnings are a test of your humility. Little beginnings are a test of your humility. That's why the Bible calls it humble beginnings, right? Okay, watch this. It says, casting all your care upon him, for he careth for you. Casting all your cares, all your anxieties, all your worries upon God, for he careth for you. You see, whenever you begin to worry, you're saying, I don't believe that God loves me. Whenever you begin to worry, you're saying, I don't believe God loves me. Then he says, be sober, be vigilant, because your address to the devil as a royal lion walking about, seeking whom he may devour. The devil, watch this, your worry is an open door to Satan into your life. Whenever you're worrying, you allow Satan to come into your life to devour you. All kinds of thoughts will come to your mind. Like if God really cares. Remember something the Lord shared with me, he said, if the enemy can convince you that God doesn't care about you, you're in trouble. If the devil can convince you that God doesn't care about you, that God doesn't care about what you're going through, you're in trouble. And you're there. Then he says, verse 9, whom resists steadfast in the faith. Remember we said faith is confidence based on the word of God. Right? Steadfast in the faith, in the word. Knowing, watch this, watch this, that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. Knowing that the same challenges you are going through, someone else is going through something similar somewhere else in the world. Verse 10, but the God of all grace, who has called us unto his eternal glory by Jesus Christ, after you have suffered a while, make it perfect, establish, strengthen, and what? Settle you. Hallelujah. 
So don't give up in the midst of your challenges. I can show you more, but that's not our topic for tonight. Don't give up. The challenges that come your way are simply the test of your convictions. Whether you believe that God will do what he said concerning you. Now let's go back to James 1 so we can close. It's supposed to be our last scripture. Look at this, verse 2. My brethren, carry not joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Knowing this, that a trying of your faith does what? Walk at patience. Produces patience. So, let's say I'm believing for um, a house. You're believing for a house. And the money you have is not enough for the house. It says, through that period, I develop patience. I develop patience. Hebrews 6 verse 12. The Bible says there's the followers of them which with faith and patience inherit the promises. Patience. Hebrews 10 verse 35 and 36. It says cast not your, your, away your confidence which has a great recompense of reward. Verse 36. It says for you have need of patience that after you've done the will of God you may receive the promise. So there's going to be tests. As to believe God and say, I believe I received my answer to my prayer. I believe I've gotten a job. I believe I've gotten the money for my house. Oh, Father, I just praise you. I praise you for a better place in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. I praise you. Then the next thing, rain falls and the area you're living is flooded. You say, I'm just thanking God today. Why is it that it's today that the rain decided to fall? It's a trial of your faith. It's a trial of your faith. Are you following me? Verse 4. But let patience have a perfect walk that you may be perfect and entire wanting nothing. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all. Your King James says, all men liberally. He says, God gives generously. Say, God is a generous. Say, again, say God is a generous giver. Now we see God is not the one we told him the answer to your prayer. He says, if any man lack wisdom, let him ask of God that giveth to all. Notice what he said. So let him ask of God that giveth to all. So you've not received. Why have you not received? You didn't believe that God giveth to all. So he gives to all men generously. Say, God is generous. God is not my problem. Oh, you need to know that God is not your problem. So they give it to all men generously. Generously. So when I ask, it gives to me. When you ask, it gives to you. God is generous. Hallelujah. Do you believe God is generous? I do. God doesn't run out of supplies. You know, some people feel, and you know, before God will answer all the prayers of people in the world and come to my tongue, it's not going to be easy. God is not the man. That's why he is God. He can answer all our prayers at one time. That's why he is God. Amen. Then he says, look at this. He says, uh, it says, let him ask of God that giveth to all men liberally and upbraided not. In other words, without finding fault. So you need to come to God boldly. It gives to all men liberally without finding fault. You know, sometimes when we come to God's presence, we are very introspective. Trying to search here and search here and search here and search here and search what is not even there. 
He says, God gives liberally without finding fault. He wants you to be bold when you come to ask. And it shall be given you. He gives without finding fault. He gives without finding fault. God gives without finding fault. He's so generous. Have you ever met a generous person? I've met some generous folks in my life. So generous. Now you can't find a reason why they cannot give. Generous. Hallelujah. He says God is so generous and he gives without finding fault. You come and say, Father, this need is so urgent. I need to pay my daughter's school fees. He's generous. He gives you without finding fault. If you could only see God that way, that God gives generously without finding fault. When you go to God, you're always thinking, am I perfect enough to receive this answer? Am I perfect enough? No, no, no. It says God gives without finding fault. It's the goodness of God that leads to repentance. It gives without finding fault. Upgraded notes. It says, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith. Notice that. Let him ask in faith, not in wavering. For he that waveth is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. See, this is the reason why many people have not received anything in their When they pray, they don't pray in faith, they are double-minded. Father, in the name of Jesus, I claim a two-bedroom apartment. And they find out the money is not coming. Father, I claim a one-room and a parlor. The money is not coming in quickly. Father, in the name of Jesus, I claim a, a self-contained. You are stable in all your ways. It says, let not a man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare in the name of Jesus, Jesus that this year I am driving my Jeep in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. This year is coming to an end. So it will be more difficult for God to do it. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, I claim in a, a, a false is Seems like this is taking too long. This is November. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, I claim any motto you can give me in Jesus' name. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Hallelujah. You see why people don't receive? Some are praying in their minds. They are praying to Jesus. You see, Jesus told us, I pray to the Father in my name. He said, pray to the Father in my name. You saw that when you pray, put thanksgiving inside. Add thanksgiving. When you pray. Then you saw that you need to have faith. So how are you going to have faith in your prayers? You need to know the word. You know, go and search the scriptures of asking God, why not answer? Go and read all the, there's a time I did all the study on all the prayers in the Bible. From Genesis, all the prayers, Abraham's prayer, Jacob's prayer, all their prayers. And I began to find out the basis of answered prayer. How do I get answers to my prayer? I found out when Jacob prayed, he kept on saying, but you have said, but you have said, but you have said. I said, oh, he was bringing God's word to him. And God answered his prayer. I looked at Abraham. Abraham focused on the character of God. He said, shall not the judge of the earth do right? I learned something. His character. God gives liberally without finding fault. 
studied all the prayers in Scripture. Why? So that I can have faith when I pray. When I pray. Now you know God is concerned about your needs. He feels what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. Say, but why hasn't he done anything? It's faith. Just as the money's in the bank. I've kept your 100,000. And you're here, you're crying. This is, Pastor, you know what I'm going through. I said, I know what you're going through. I know what it means to need money like you need. He said, but Pastor, what are you going to do? I said, just go to the bank and receive the money. I don't want to go. Let it appear here. Will you blame me? No. The money's in the bank. The money's in the bank. All the resources of God are available to you in Christ Jesus. He says, my God shall supply all your demands according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Now the need is there. He said, make the demand. So how do I make my demands and get it? I've shown you. I've shown you what you need to do. When you pray, say. Say to who? Say to the Father. Say, Father, in the name of Jesus. We pray in the name of Jesus. And we pray with faith. In other words, we must be confident based on the word of God that God will do what he has promised us. And we mix it with thanksgiving. Say, Father, I thank you. The next day you remember the prayer point. You go there and say, Father, I thank you. For I know you've answered me. That's what Jesus did when he got to Lazarus' grave. He didn't get there and say, Father, you better move to do. This one is four days. It's not that Jairus' daughter. This is four days. He thanked. He knew that God would respond to his prayer. He was so sure. After he thanked God, he said, Lazarus, come forth. He knew the power of words. So he knew whenever I pray, God responds. Do you know the power of words? Do you know the power of words that God responds to your prayer? Now you have to repray the prayer again. And pray it well this time. You pray it according to the word of God. You pray it according to the word of God. Not just Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, oh God, I, do, I, I, I pray that this situation will change. In the name of Jesus, it is changing. In the name of Jesus, I am praying now that this situation has to change. Because you come for us. You can come and say, Father, I know you know my needs. I know you're more excited to answer my prayer than I'm willing to pray. So, Father, I give you thanks, first of all, for being concerned about my needs, for being touched with my pain. Father, I thank you. Knowing that, Father, you're a generous giver and you give without finding fault. Therefore, I ask in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ concerning myself and my family that this month there shall be no lack. In the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, I give you thanks, Father, because you shall meet all my needs, your word says. So, Father, I thank you that all my needs are met. Everything I need is coming toward me. In the name of Jesus. Father, I thank you. 
No, you're praying. You're praying with confidence in the word of This I said, Lord, teach us to pray. That's what I've done. I've taught you how to pray. So go out and pray. You know what you want to ask God about. You know what you want to pray about. Pray about it now. Then you will go home and search the scriptures that give you confidence that God will answer that prayer. Pray now. Pray now. Pray now. He hears you when you pray. He hears you now. He hears you now. He's touched. God is concerned about that need. Ask him now. He's concerned. He's touched. Jesus is touched that you don't have accommodation. He's touched that you don't have food. He's touched that you don't have a good job. Now ask the Father. He knows what you need before you ask Him. Talk to Him now and watch God move on your behalf even this moment. Ask Him now. Ask Him now. Ask Him in faith. He says, let Him ask in faith. For he that wavered, he that doubted, is like the wave of the sea driven and tossed by the wind. He says, let not that man think he shall receive anything from the Lord. Ask him. Ask him. Ask him. He is touched. He feels what you feel. He feels your pain. He feels your tears. Now operate in faith and ask him. Thank you. Thank you. Go ahead, talk to God and thank Him. All things, whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing you shall receive. If you believe you've received it right now, begin to give Him thanks. Every time you remember the need, you say, Father, I thank you. You go and study the word and stop your confidence again and say, I know God has heard me when I prayed. I thank you. Talk to God concerning your needs. He hears you. He's touched. He's concerned about you. He gives liberally without finding fault. showing us how easy it is to receive results from God. Thank you. Thank you for being patient with us. When we questioned your love and your concern for us. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for giving us a fresh start. Knowing that you give generously without finding fault. Knowing that you care for us. Knowing that you're touched with the feelings of our infirmities. 
now will be bold when we come. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise God.